to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL, that's B-L-E-A-V in O-W-L, and Believe.com. This week, we talk about the new changes coming to the PTR, more changes to the Overwatch League talent roster, and possible dates for Overwatch 2. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to episode 21 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Hooray for our little podcast turning 21. We're not throwing in a party. You can do that with its friends later on. Um, That's well, yeah. Friends. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, okay, no. Uh, but yeah, 21. Um, we're going to have a gangster rap of, a, uh, of an episode, aren't we? Yep. Gangster rap episode, not really, but still. How's your right. week been? Um, uh, my my entire week, or like at least four days of my week, has been spent in my bed sweating, waking up like every two hours because that's just how being sick works. Yikes. Um, <laughs> it's not fun. Um, I was too sick to even like play PC or watch anything. That's how sick I was. It was not fun. Um, but. There's a lot of other things going on in in life right now. I've been uh going out to auditions and screen tests and stuff like that. I'm really excited for something that's coming down the pipeline. Um, I will make a big announcement if and when I get it, hopefully. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for that. How about you, no, Matt? How's, how's how's everything for you? Um, I'm getting over being sick. I mean, like I my sickness was never as bad as yours it sounds like um all i've really had to deal with is coughing and occasional sore throat and like just hacking up brown mucus in the mornings You're welcome for that lovely imagery but i'm getting over that um the thing about me though is i don't really get sick off often but like when i do it just sticks with me for a long while so um this is going into week three so far but hopefully i think i'm at the end of this run um aside from that um i got two emails today while i was at work um that i did not expect both were from um potential um career opportunities i guess that um i'm very happy to have received but i don't want to jinx them because last time i got these emails i didn't get the position so i'll just i'm keeping it very hush hush for now and i'll talk about it if and when I finally get the job. So kind of same boat as you. Does January seem long to you? Like this month for some reason is just dragging on for me. Um, December and November went by super fast. October too. Like you blink and then they're gone. And now it's just January and it's like, ugh, ugh, it's still January. I, I think it's like it's probably something to do with like a new decade. You know how like when you when you crack open a new thing of like toilet paper, like yeah. it takes a while for it to roll. 
Yeah, it, we were yeah. at the end of the line for 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 the uh, for the two two thousands or the twenty tens technically, and that roll of toilet paper is just like speeding away. Now now we're on a fresh roll. We're on a fresh roll, so it's going to take a while to like break mm. it in. Yeah, I feel it. The uh, the toilet paper is still new. Mm. Yes, before we put all of our shit on it, you can know. <laughs> on that note, shall we begin? Yeah, let's go. All right. So, some news out of today, which is an interesting bit of discussion prompting. Um, Papa Jeff said that in an effort to kind of alleviate our distress on having such really long DPSQ times, uh, the Overwatch team decided that they were going to try something out um, that involved getting rid of uh, one spot on the 222 uh, breakdown. So initially they tried uh, removing one of the healing players, the support characters, but that didn't work. That was completely one-sided. So what they mainly had been trying out since December was doing a 3-2-1 with uh, three DPS two support and one tank. Um, they're, they're not going to officially roll that out. They, they don't think that it's the, the way to fix Overwatch queue time right now, uh, mainly because it while it does solve the DPS queue time issue that we that people have been complaining about, it still brings up a lot more issues as in like how to balance certain characters like off tanks. Um, one of the characters that Jeff specifically mentioned was Roadhog is Roadhog is more of an off tank. He doesn't really do very well at defending the team. So at that point, it becomes a question of do you increase Roadhog's survivability and tankiness to make him a main tank? Or do you rework his entire kit to make him more of a, a DPS character? <laughs> um, and uh, further throughout his discussion, which is posted on the, the Blizzard forum page, um, it was a post from today that we're recording it, the 14th of January. Um, in what he discussed towards the end of his post, while it seems kind of wonky, that 3-2-1 composition to us right now, having become used to the 2-2-2, two, 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 he said that looking at the original statistics and... Um, team comps from way back when overwatch started this is kind of what people were running anyway the single tank three dps and two healers and he said that one of the members of the dev team their notes on the three two one composition was it feels more like classic overwatch to them um yeah i don't i don't personally like this as a thing i, I don't think it would work and I think the game would suffer a lot from having that because the tank is such an essential role and it's actually really fun to play. I think that it, doing this change would completely scrap the the off-tank role and would further limit who you can play as tank to pretty much just the shield heroes. So it's just going to be um, Arisa, Reinhardt, maybe Zarya. Um, and honestly, like, why are we catering to the DPS here? If, I mean, assuming that this would be a thing that happened, why are we catering to the DPS with their long line? 
Yeah, I, I could see this kind of as a joke if, uh, you know, if the dev team was toying around with this idea. Um, catering to the DPS, DPS, once again, is the largest um, chunk of the player base. Everybody likes to see their name in the in the box in the top right. Um, but as a tank player, if I'm only locked into Reinhardt, Arissa, maybe Sigma, and Winston, I'm going to be so bored. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I do it already just because like, that's the way how I was trained to play. I play with a team. They know what they want to do. I know what I want to do. So, um, but with this three, two, one, the thing that I would be mostly afraid of is, uh, if you shift, let's just say, okay, we're moving Diva and, and Roadhog over to the DPS cause they, they do damage, right? Maybe we'll move yeah. Zarya over there too. Um, Right, and then now what? Oh, wait, a three, two, one. That's uh, that's goats. Uh, that, that's just goats again. You could just <laughs> you could just do goats again. Um, yeah. it's just bigger. I mean, you might as well throw Brig in DPS too, because like that's pretty much all she does, anyways. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, you just remake goats. Just or or even worse, you just have like you now have May with your with your Zarya Diva, then your your one Reinhardt, and then uh Moira Lucio. That's that's your goats. It's May goats. Um or somber goats. Like, yeah, there there you go. Th those are all viable options. Um so three two one shouldn't happen. Um but if it does, I hope you guys like goats. Yeah. Do you think there is a way that they could fix the DPS queue to make it, I guess, make those players happy? And like like you said um, before, you told me that uh, you were queuing up for about a half hour each time to play DPS sometimes. Like, is is oh, there yeah. a way to, to fix that that doesn't completely change what we have right now or, or make it suffering for... Uh, support players or tanks it, it's really tough i feel like well the the best thing for everyone is if everybody just got better but then again like not everybody has the capable of or capabilities to like learn super quick like obviously it takes time to like pick up a certain skill um yeah. and I mean, you've got and... people playing paying for cheats dude like <laughs> exactly people the uh, game. so you have you have to know that people are going to be learning over time. The only way to learn is to play games and you don't really get a real like game experience unless you're playing competitive. So it's really a huge like circle of things to do. I would honestly wish uh, that on top. So you know how there's like quick play, there's quick play yeah. and then there's um, there's competitive, right? Um, right? There needs to be. And I think uh, this is, I'm I'm putting on my uh my my other game hats this time my other FPS hats. Um, let's just say Overwatch gets to a point where there are enough heroes in the game where there is a pick ban phase, right? Um, and then essentially you have like this unranked mode where it's it simulates what competitive would be like, but it doesn't have any effect on your SR. And in that case, players who want to train or want to get really good at a at a specific hero or playing in kind of like a like a try hard pickup game style um, uh -huh. Overwatch game so that 
they can be like, oh, okay, so this is how this hero works, or this is how this works. And you slowly pick up on all of the stuff that you would have learned in competitive without any detriment to your actual rank. Um, right. And it's like play, but people would actually try. Exactly. It, it, that's all it is. Um, but I feel like there needs to be something added to quit or added to competitive in order to essentially warrant that, that, uh, off rank or offline or not offline, this, um, unranked mode. Mm hmm. Because otherwise, right now, it's still like competitive and quick play are essentially the same game, right? Um, yeah. We just, I, I feel like we just need more, we need more heroes in the game, and then we need a pick ban phase for said heroes. I'd just be interested to see what kind of changes, like, I would hate this, but I'd be really interested to see what kind of changes they'd make to uh, Roadhog, Diva, and Zarya to make them either main tank or just straight DPS. Yeah, it, it depends on which way you want to go with it. Once again, like Roadhog is a really good example. Like if you want him to be a DPS, you just revert him back to uh, Roadhog 1.0 uh, before the wall, before the chain break rule. Um, but you also like cross map chain. Yeah, cross map chain. Um, give him that, but give him less recovery on his uh, on his Sega breather or even like just take away, take a breather. You like you could even do that and make him a DPS that way. Um, just let him have six hundred HP. He just can't reheal that. Um, mm -hmm. But give him one shot potential, so that makes it makes it fair um, in that case. Um, or if you go the other way, you make take a breather, do what it does already, maybe even more healing, um, and then just lower his utility off of his uh, his abilities. Um, I feel like the interesting one for me is Zarya because I love Zarya as a character. Uh -huh. Um, and if you have her more as a tank, you essentially just give her more HP on bubbles, or you could lower the cooldown so that she has it more often. Um, that those are nice, but like obviously the trade-off would be um you gain less damage off of a full charge bubble. So yeah. the only way to get like full charge is to pop like five bubbles. So maybe instead of a full, it does full bubbles. You have it at half the time, um, but you need to use it a lot more often in order to get even equal damage of what you used right. to have. You trade the shielding for the damage potential. Mm -hmm. So that that's just the way how in terms of off tanks, I don't know what they, what they want to do. So we were agreeing that three two one would just be terrible. We don't three like two this. one would be insane. It's not balanced. Three two one would not be a balanced game mode. Um, not not just in terms of numbers, but just like in terms of the way how people would play the game. It would feel like once again, uh, Overwatch Classic. I mm -hmm. wouldn't mind like let let's say if this three two one thing, everybody's like really really happy to hear about that and want to try it out put it in the arcade for a week and see what people yeah. see what people like if if they like it just bring it back and be like okay uh we're doing three two one but uh you get three healers this time uh two tanks and one dps or you know just mix it up here and there but three two one is hilarious um kind of as a game mode. as a april fool's day thing like don't mm -hmm. tell anybody about it, but just drop it on April Fool's Day and just watch the panic ensue. 
It's like, oh, I can't, why can't I pick Reinhardt? And it's like, oh, wait, okay, I can, I guess I'll just go Hanzo. <laughs> oh, Hanzo. It was the Hanzos that kept leaving my games. So I'm especially upset at the Hanzos right now. It it happens. Like, some people just need to learn how to, like, cool their jets sometimes and just, you know, keep playing. Keep playing the game. You're only ruining your own experience. And other people's experience. True. Just don't be a jerk. Finish your games. Like, y'all, y'all leaving just ruined my SR, which I have worked so very hard to get to gold. Yeah, yeah. People who leave ranked games are like the people who leave a pile of crust after everybody else finishes their pizza. You're, you're that one guy who just leaves a pile of crust. Not not hating on people who leave their crust, but like, yeah, just finish your games. Finish the pizza. You paid for that. Or so that there's still pizza left, and they mean it's just the crust. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Huh. We're we're getting we're getting angry at people who leave their crust, but uh, we should hop back over to more. I okay. um moving away from from pizza discussion. Uh, PTR patch notes came out. Um, <clears throat> so we've got changes to Baptiste, May, Diva, Aris, and Hanzo, uh, and Doomfist. I can't forget Doomfist. Um, okay, so here's what we've got. Uh, so for Baptiste, his immortality field is being changed. The maximum duration is going to be reduced from 8 seconds to 5 seconds, and the cooldown is being increased from 20 to 25 seconds. So that's getting a, just a tad bit weaker uh, so that you can't just pop it out incessantly. The amplification matrix ultimate cost is being increased by 20%. So overall, this is going to be a, a nerf to Baptiste. Um Baptiste has regularly been cited as pretty much one of the strongest characters in the game right now. Um, so this is going to change uh, how reliant teams are to his immortality field and the amp matrix to just completely turn around to fight. Exactly. And I, I do agree with these changes for Baptiste. Once again, he was really high picked and um, it's kind of at the tippy top of like overwatch gameplay but like you could get bailed out by a baptiste who's really really oh yeah like just really lenient about it because right now you know the duration of it is eight seconds you could just kind of throw it out there and survive grab survive you know certain things but with these new changes baptiste players have to be very very careful about when they throw immortality field um Mm -hmm. you can't just like get grabbed and then just be like, okay, I'll just throw down immortality field. Now um, yeah. you have to be really, really careful. Um, not only because it lasts like three seconds less, but also the cooldown takes a lot longer. So right, you are getting punished for the fact that if you misplay it or misplace it, you're, you're going to get punished pretty hard for the immortality field. What's mm-hmm. going to be cool to see is how well you can bait the Baptiste into throwing one out. So I think we're going to see a lot of, hopefully also in the uh, in professional Overwatch, a lot of baiting out with maybe um, a first ult. And as soon as that's gone, then your entire team dives and just releases hell upon this team. I'm excited for some 
some really good bait and switches. Yeah, this reminds me back in the day of uh, the the Grav Dragon when everybody used to rely on Zenyatta. Um, if you didn't have a Zen, you you lost that that matchup, by the way. Um, yep. And it would be, you know, you would throw Grav, and then the Zen would transcendence, and you would still throw Dragon anyways, because um, that was just the combo, right? So it got down to a point where you would run Genji on top of that, just because you would pop Genji Blade, and then the the Zenyatta would pop Transcendence, and you'd be like, uh, okay, we don't have it for Grav Dragon. They're like, all right, next fight, Grav Dragon. We, we got it next fight. So it's one of those things. You you could try to bait out Baptiste's uh, immortality field as much as you can now, um, because once that's down, you could just start punishing them. And then in terms of amplification matrix, um, they the Baptiste players at the higher ranks usually get a lot more kills with their Baptiste just because they know that they can output 75 damage. That's just all body shots um, and just gain it really quickly. So there's such thing as DPS Baptiste. Uh, he just sits up up top, just chips away at you, and then he just gets his amp matrix and then just mows down the rest of your team. So uh, it it happens sometimes, um, but I'm kind of glad that they made his ultimate costs um, a little bit more or 20% more um, if we're going by exact numbers because now you have to be a little bit more reserved when you want to use the amplification matrix um, and you can't just kind of like throw it up every other fight. Right. Amplifier as a wombo combo though. Yeah, for sure. You, you, you try to do that. Get, get behind the back line. Um, you put Baptiste in front um, for that, by the way, like um let's say if it's dorado point two uh which is in the map rotation dorado point two if you're trying to go for the attack you keep your baptiste on the payload so that they're like oh baptiste is on the payload let's jump on him and then you put the window to whichever side the soldier is going to be on high ground right and you window in front of them that way so by the time he pops his visor the window's already up and they don't know what to do um yep fun facts from kanashi and his uh is esports experience um fun fact it it, it makes it makes them look at two different points when uh they either have to focus on the baptiste that's going to save the entire team or focus the soldier that's already in their already on their back line so divide and it, conquer and if you if you don't choose quickly you all die um yep. <laughs> it's, it's just how it works how do you think this is going to change if at all baptiste pick rate because, I mean, they, they thought that a lot of the shield picks would be uh, diminished after they, they nerfed the shield. But, I mean, shield double shield is still, I've seen, t- picked pretty often. Um, I don't think it's it's really changed that pick rate at all. Um, no. So what do you think about Baptiste? Because he's picked so often. He's, like, almost a must-have at this point. Uh, I hope that we get the uh, the return of the Zen um because of this his utility now because of you know you have the whole 222 thing um he might not have the same output damage as baptiste which means that you might have to rely on a moira or a um or maybe even an ana to keep your keep the rest of the team up but zenyatta's got the transcendence which could save your team um and also discord orb discord orb is so like not taken advantage of Okay. But yeah, don't sleep on my boy Zen. Uh, he, he's gonna he's gonna be around, and 
Like, yeah, Lucio's going to be here and there as well, but Zen is going to, I think Zen is going to be in for Baptiste, and then you just pick a separate uh, main healer. I look forward to the return of Aggro Zen. Oh, he's going to be scary. Those are some fun plays to watch. And gonna... especially the feeling when you just cross-snipe somebody across the map with the Zen. Oof. Exactly. You you, you get game. that? We're going to have our Jonak moments again? Yes. Like, you, you know it's, you know it's going to happen. I'm so mad I don't have the Jonak skin. I'm so oh, mad. The, the Octopus, Octodad one? Yeah. Yeah, I, did, I didn't pick it up either. All right, moving on to May. Um, so for her endothermic blaster, the slowing effect is now reducing enemy speed from uh, 20 to 70 as opposed from 30 to 90. So yay for us who hate getting frozen by May. Um, and the duration of that slowing effect is being reduced from 1.5 to 1 second. Although I believe that the ability to freeze multiple enemies is still is still intact, is that right? Yes, yes, that is, that is still in the game. This makes me happy as a tank player, like like a lot. Um, not just because of the reduced slow, um, which was annoying. Because what Maze would do is what uh, I, I think uh, the Shock do this really really well, and um, Rascal does it really well. So essentially. If you see like a baby diva, this was back right after goats when two 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 was just uh like coming into fruition. You would essentially just tap the endothermic blaster to slow them down so that they can't kill themselves. Um, <laughs> you just that's like the hardest stagger of all time. Um, but the slowdown from being default um thirty percent down to twenty percent is actually going to be huge. Um, so it does actually give you some time to run away. Um. And then also the whole freeze losing half a second is going to be big because now Mays actually have to snap their uh, icicle shot if they're going to do it. Um, Rather than being like, oh, I could line up my crosshair. All right, eh, here it comes. And you're just sitting there. You're you're stuck there for a second and a half just watching the icicle coming out of the tip of the gun and into your face. So, yeah, now now you actually have uh, half a second of a chance to run away so that's pretty cool no pun intended oh my god oh my god so for diva diva's got a, a pretty nice buff her booster cooldown is being decreased from five seconds to three seconds which is gonna be a lot of fun because i really like boosting around the battlefield as diva just plowing through people and rocketing everything so this is going to increase a lot of her mobility a lot of her escapability it's going to give her a lot more um <clears throat> just a lot a lot more positioning too um i saw a mm-hmm. video where they on lijong tower garden they were able to get her to the very top of the tower which normally you can't do because of the cooldown so it's gonna be really nice to be a diva player right now if this goes live yeah, I really like this change, and this is because, like, I grew up initially starting on off tank roles, and then I had to transition into being a main tank. But it was Diva and Zarya. But Diva, this change is not for damage. Now, a lot of people are going to be looking at it and be like, "Oh, well, you could clean up kills. You're going to be a kill master." Uh, no, you're not. Um, as Diva with this new boost, the main utility of this is to be able to place your defense matrix on things that you shouldn't be able to. Um, if you've ever watched 
space who was on the he was on the valiant now he's on the gladiators um if you ever watch his old like streams he does this thing where he will watch the zarya and he has like he's literally like in their head and he's like all right so i just boosted at him i have my defense matrix i haven't used defense matrix i meleeed him i shot him i'm gonna back up i'm gonna use my rockets i'm gonna i'm gonna boost at him again he's at He's at a quarter HP. He's gonna throw. He's gonna throw a grab. I just hate it. And he's, you're just like, what? And he's doing that in like fractions of a second. Um, yeah. And he's got, he's got like ridiculous game sense. And you know that's why he's you know uh, world cup champion. Um, but yeah, Diva with these boosters means that she's gonna be zipping around all over the place. She's gonna be able to use, um, you know, her defense matrix. Just got a little bit of a buff as well. Um, from the last patch so she's gonna be all over the map and i love it um so as a good diva player you need to coordinate with your team um and this is gonna help a lot so hopefully we'll uh i hope you have a good zarya player because uh defense matrix does not help against beams so from going from a uh, a boost to a buff to uh, a tank we're going to a nerf to a tank arisa's Damage reduction from her fortify ability has gone down from 50% to 40%, um, continuing on the trend of making our shield tanks weaker and trying to hope. I think they're trying to still continue the bust of the double shield. Fortify being able to reduce 50% of the damage um, was kind of big, especially once the armor changes were, were, was reverted yeah. back. Jeez, I can't English. But like, yeah. Once once that happened, I was like, she's a tank. She's like the Terminator. You just go gold and just walk through everything. Tankiest of tanks. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, sure, you lost your shield, but now I don't take any damage when I'm gold. Like, you do that, and then you, you nano boost, and then you fortify again. Like, you're staying alive for a lot longer than you really should. Yeah. Um, that, that is the raid boss. I mean, plus, like, Arista just has a ton of utility anyway. Mm-hmm. So just being able to at least do more damage to Arisa really helps. And um, I'm glad that they're changing that. Um, I I don't like like playing Arisa, but, you know, it, even for me, I felt like she was really, really strong and was able to survive in a lot of places where she really shouldn't. Yeah. What would be the most frustrating thing for me? Is I would eventually I'd I'd bust her shields, and then as soon as that happened, like I would I would go in for the kill, but then she'd pop, uh, fortify, and then it's like you're not doing anything to her at all, and then she's just free to bullet hell you in your face. Yeah, she was just like too strong. She just keeps surviving everything, and that shouldn't be the case. Okay, so now we're gonna we're moving on to our our DPS changes. So for Hanzo, his his storm arrow, the maximum projectile speed is reduced from 125 to 110. And this comes with a developer comment, which I'm going to read now. The way Hanzo arrows work is there's a base speed of 25, and it adds another bonus speed determined by how long the shot was charged up. Last patch, this was 25 plus 100 times the charge for a total maximum speed of 125. The PTR value is now... 25 plus 85 times charge so the max speed is now 110 
the same value as it was before the Hanzo rework. So this is just going back to original-ish Hanzo. Yeah, I, I definitely like this change. Uh, I have friends who have played Hanzo for their entire life, um, their entire yeah. Overwatch career, and I, I would say TCAT from the Academy of Arts said it best. When the change to Storm Arrows happened, um, the initial like release of it, it was fast. Like Essentially, you would just... He's like, dude, I just got fan the hammer. Like... <laughs> Hanzo got fan the hammer. Um, wow. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty true. And now he's like, okay, so now, it, yeah, it shoots faster. You at least have to aim your things like your Hanzo. You actually have to worry about it um, being less of a, how can I say? It, it was pretty hit scan like when Storm Arrow's uh, projectile speed was at that 125. But now you mm-hmm. actually have to like lead your shots a little bit longer. Um, and, Essentially, um, it kind of threw off the way how most Hanzo players played it. When you played original Hanzo, like when you play Hanzo normally, you still have to lead your shots. Um, but then yeah. when you turn on Storm Arrows, you're like, okay, I'm I'm a, I'm a McCree for for six shots. Now you still have to think like Hanzo, even when you pop uh, Storm Arrows. So right. a little bit more to think about. But for normal Hanzo players, this is really nothing to sweat. The only time I ever played Hanzo was during Mystery Heroes when I was, again, repeatedly forced to play snipers. Ah, I'm not a sniper. So the last change is for Doomfist, his rising uppercut. So the change is uppercut recovery time increased from 0.2 to 0.5 seconds. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a Doomfist player. My brother is a Doomfist player. Um, but then again, like, even with this 0.3 seconds, like, Overwatch can be such a fast game when even that 0.3 seconds when you're trying to get out it's if you don't have it as fast as you as you can you're gonna get focused down and and you're gonna die especially with the way you have to play doomfist where it has to be um combos that are pretty well thought out in advance and like you always need to have an ability in reserve for escape um i i don't know how this is going to feel for doomfist players but um from the little that i've played doomfist not having it for that just that instant when you're trying to get out as fast as you can might might cause a few more deaths i feel like this is actually a huge nerf to doomfist you're essentially making the recovery time for uppercut like two and a half times longer so or one and a half times longer yes um it's just a lot more time and this i think jeff kaplan was talking about this when it was coming down to like balance changes for heroes he stated that doomfist is in a really weird state he's either really busted um or he's never going to be played at all and the reason for that is doomfist even if he has his one hit kill potential he's if you don't have the tools to utilize it you're never going to use it so this is that really thin it's a thin line that they're they're treading on doomfist like right now like yeah we're kind of tired of seeing doomfist it's a part of the meta you see him all the time right um so they're like oh okay so doomfist is overpowered he's picked all all the time so 
they're slowly pulling things back until the point where Doomfist will no longer be picked. And then they'll be like, you know what? Uh, maybe we went a little too far. We'll add a little bit. And then they'll they'll find that they'll try to find the sweet spot. But Doomfist is either going to be busted or never played at all. That is just the way how Doomfist is. I think Doomfist is one of those heroes that really needs an experienced hand to play him. Like you really have to understand how to combo his his moves together. You have to really understand the chain and his movement. Like I, I don't really play him. So I'm not used to the spacing of his slam. So that's the, it's so hard for me to play him because I'm not used to planning out where he's going to land. So um, I guess this is one of those those moments where the the nerf is going to separate the men from the boys as far as Doomfist is concerned. Yeah, and I'm not great at Doomfist either, but yeah, you either know how to play the hero really, really well, or you don't know how to play it at all. Um, once again, the biggest question is, we have, you know, uh, Season 3 coming up. Um, we have that whole thing where Sparkle was picked up for the uh, for the Paris Eternal, based purely on the fact that he was really good at Doomfist during uh, Korean Contenders. Like, he was... One of the best Korean doofus. Now, on the other side, we still have Chipsa from, you know, the Philadelphia Fusion. He made his name off of only playing Doomfist. Um, so do you think they're still going to put their chips in and say like, OK, well, Doomfist got nerfed. Um, yeah. If this is big enough, do they do they just be like, OK, you, you go and stream now. Get off my team. I mean, I'm not going to discredit any of the other heroes that those guys could play. I'm just saying, yeah. like, that's pretty much what they made their name off of. They made their bread and butter by saying, oh, I'm a Doomfist player. And mm -hmm. it, with these changes, yes, they might still be able to pop off here and there. But it's something that's going to take a little bit of time to get used to. Um, so clock's ticking now. You got a uh, what? You got about a month to, to figure out how you're going to do it. Well, yeah, so that ends our a little segment on the PTR patch notes. Um, we'll see how this affects both us and the professionals. If these changes do in fact go in. Um, yeah, well, it'll definitely come down to when all these hit the live servers and how that will affect the rest of it. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to grab the tinfoil hat again um, and talk about uh, what I think this PTR change is going to do. Um, I think dive is back. Uh <laughs> I honestly do. Um, Winston has one of the best shields besides Reinhardt. Um, Winston's got one of the best bubbles in the game, right? Uh, Diva could be anywhere on the map now. Um, Genji got six more shuriken. I'm just kidding. That's not that's not going to be the game changer. Um, the fall off damage from Tracer is one of the biggest ones. Um, they didn't revert that back, so. Um, you can still play a little bit further out. You're a little bit more lenient. Um, but pretty much if you, as long as you play a couple of heroes that will get into the back line, you could maybe even run it with like a Widow. Um, you get a pick or you open up uh, sight lines that way. Uh, dive is going to be all up in your back line and you're not going to have anything to, to be able to, su to support it. And the change to Baptiste is just going to make it a lot easier to just dive targets, figure out who you want and just run them over um that's going to be complemented by either lucio anna or i could see i could see zen and anna too um trying to do that um but it's going to be interesting 
to see all of that play out coming Overwatch yeah. League uh, Season 3, as well as our own personal uh, our ladders in our respective uh, games in either you know PC or console. When I can eventually get over my anger at Leapers to go back to the game. Exactly. Um, okay. So, uh, next story. Um, yeah, so the Houston Outlaws, as I've said before, are my team. And my boys just can't seem to get a break ever. So, a story that I saw on Facebook. I'm not sure where the original um, news story came from. But with the homestands, the, um, the Overwatch teams have had to leave their nice houses in Los Angeles and find team houses in their respective cities. So Texas uh, apparently doesn't like my outlaws. So they found a house in the woodlands, which is, I guess the area where they are. It was a 5,900 foot square home. And the other homeowners in the area found out that it was going to be, used as a team house and they got their HOA to, I guess, kick them out. Um, so th- this is what one of the, uh, the neighbors said to this news uh, organization. All the information we have comes from the homeowner who leased the property and they contend in those email communications. There are going to be 18 to 20 people training per day in the home along with support staff. Um, so apparently that violates their, um, community covenants, they say, which, God, that sounds really culty. Community covenants. Um, yeah, so the Houston Outlaws are, are homeless right now. They have no place to train, even though they've bought this new facility where they're going to be training. But honestly, like, this is esports. This isn't football or basketball or anything that they're going to be inside with their computers playing all day um this this brings up the thing that i feel about homeowners associations and stuff like that like on one hand yes they they make sure that no one does anything really stupid in the community they also make sure that everything looks nice and that it's a nice comfortable place to live but on the other hand they get really overzealous at times and um i i think that's just a, a little too much regulation when it comes to HOAs sometimes. I've seen the good and the bad. Like uh, when my before my grandparents lost their house, um, my step-grandpa, who was most likely the dumbest person I've ever met on the face of the earth, uh, he painted their house to look like it was made of candy. And he Oof. was allowed to do that because there's no HOA to tell him not to. Um, on the other hand, I live in a community that does have an HOA. And, um, yeah, everything looks nice. No one's doing stupid stuff like painting their house to look like candy. But on the other hand, like, it seems like these people are on watch 24-7 for any little thing that, like, doesn't fit their idea of the perfect community. So, like, you leave your 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 trash bins out for a day too long because you were too tired to bring you in the night before. You get a letter the next day. Do it or we're going to find you. So... Um, this is really unfortunate news for the Houston Outlaws. I really hope they find a house and 
aren't just the Houston homeless, uh, as you called them previously in our discussion. Before the we Houston started homeless. The Houston the, homeless. Or, <laughs> the, or the Houston outhouses. Yeah, uh, Houston uh, houses. Houston homeless. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they have other notes also by uh, Matt Flame Rodriguez, who is the general manager of the team. Um, one of the, one of my favorite things that he tweeted out. Um, it's been removed recently, but it said like Boomers One Outlaws Zero. Um, he <laughs> tweeted that out, and then it was really it was a uh, quickly quickly taken down. Um, but <laughs> it, it's very true. He's not happy about the whole situation. Um, he hopes that he can go and find a new place for for the team, and I hope that the Houston Outlaws find a new uh, training facility. Hopefully, they won't have a bunch of people telling them no. Um, so yeah, let's just hope that they get a really cool gaming house. Um, if not, you know, just uh, rebrand and uh, come co live in. Uh... Oh, you know what? You know what? Uh, here, here's a here's a place. Uh, just just rebrand to Las Vegas. They already have an esports arena. You just go over there. Oh, true, true. And that'd be a lot easier for me if I ever wanted to go see them. Like, one, you could go to Vegas. Uh, two, like, you don't even that- have to really rebrand either because Vegas is in the middle of the desert, so you can get away with the whole outlaws thing. Right. It, it worked. I, I'm looking at the uh, the Facebook discussion right now. And apparently the woodlands, like it, it fits for that kind of community. Um, people who I guess are in the know are calling it a very, uh, very conservative, very just uh, affluent community. So it's like, it's not surprising for them. And it's a lot of boomer trash talking. <laughs> um, yeah. It's kind of funny. Uh, there's uh, someone who's posted soldier 76 young punks get off my lawn. I think. Yep. That that seems about right. It fits. It fits. There's there's been a lot of shakeup in the Overwatch League uh, recently in terms of the talent roster. Um, we we lost both Malik Forte and Semlar, um, which is unfortunate. Um, th- these two guys have been here since the very beginning. Um, Malik has you know he's known for having that really awkward handshake with Siegel um, <laughs> before. That, yeah. that he put it he put that out for his uh farewell tweet too um which i'm like oh that's very fitting uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah that that's just one of the big losses for uh for them malik didn't really state why he's leaving um which i'm not a little bit curious yeah not, not initially a... yeah unofficially though it looks like the reason is again back to the reports we're hearing about overwatch league not wanting to pay it's talent enough of a wage. Um, so in, in a report by uh, Nathan Grayson for Kotaku, uh, Malik says, <clears throat> I can speak for myself and say that after years of being a part of this community, traveling the world, interacting with fans, making shoulder content, advertisements that ran on national television, lots of hard work, I was expecting a little more than what was proposed for 2020. I guess they didn't think I was worth what I asked for, so we never reached a number that made sense for me to continue on. Not um, encouraging news at all. Uh, they're already cutting lower division Overwatch. There looks like they're cutting main Overwatch League now. Uh, not a not a good thing at all. If you're 
pushing out your talent and a lot of people who are keeping this scene alive, keeping your fans engaged, making them want to come in person to these events. Like I I really enjoyed watching Malik. I thought it was really fun as a personality. So I'm sad to see him go. Semler, I'm not too mad about him leaving. I've never liked Semler personally. I think <laughs> I've, I've mentioned before, I think he's excessively crass and just likes to do, he's a very divisive person. I think a lot of his commentary in the past has been um, in, in, unnecessarily inflammatory, just to, to put it mildly. Um, but regardless of that, it's still very discouraging to see him leave as well. Um, looks like my question got- is though, like with the whole Semlar part leaving, is his uh, is casting duo partner? What happens yeah. to Hex? What happens to Hex? You know, I like Hex. I really like Hex, and I hope he can find a good partner. But yeah, Hex yeah. was actually one of my first like mentors that I got the privilege of listening to. Um, he was on a podcast with Mushu yeah. Beef um, back in back with Broadcast GG, and um, it was one of those ones that I like sat down and like really listened to. Um, so Hex, if you're ever listening, thank you for inspiring me. But um, really, it was it was in depth, and I hope that he does find another casting partner, whether yeah. he takes it from contenders or if he just uh, you know borrows Jake or something. I don't know. Um, Hex is more of a color commentator, though, so and so yeah. he's filling in the same role that uh, Jake would. So he has to find himself another play-by-play commentator. I'm really, yeah, I'm available. Uh, <laughs> if you guys, if you guys want to hire me, um, but yeah, I, I would just say that it's it's really sad to see a lot of these Overwatch League uh, personalities leave, uh, especially since they've been there since the beginning, um, and. Yeah, it, it's not looking good for the future of the league and Overwatch in general, considering that a lot of contender teams are gone. And now that um, Overwatch League can't even keep their main talent, there's a lot of problems coming up. Considering that Overwatch League starts next month and we don't know what they're doing with their honor talent, like, that's again really scary. What what are they doing? What is going to... How are they going to keep people engaged if they're essentially proving that they don't even know what they're doing? Like, who's going to want to invest in Overwatch League now? Yeah, that that's what I was saying. They they said that Nate Nanzer, once he stepped down, a lot of... Uh, at least Monte Cristo pointed fingers at that whole switch and how um, when Nate Nanzer took a, took a step down... Um, everything changed it's like when the fire nation attacked you know um yeah the overwatch league is just kind of going going downhill and i don't i hate to say it but um we either have to find new talent that will there which there is there is great talent out there in both the the uh yeah contenders side just just grab a couple of those guys and bring them up but um I, I just hope that these are positive changes. Um, if if it's like maybe giving newer talent the chance to shine and being like, you know what, if 
they wanted more, they'll just end up going to a better game. They're still going to make their name for it. So it's going to be really mm-hmm. interesting to see where people land. Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm sad that Malik is leaving. I liked his personality. I liked his uh, his ads that they ran. I thought they were kind of fun. Um, on one hand, I never liked Semler, so I'm not sad to see him go. On the other hand, I'm worried for what the implications of him leaving are. So I'm sad to see him go. Uh, I feel like the saddest part uh, that's uh, gonna that's gonna happen is, uh, you know how Malik is the voice of uh, on like Disney XD when they have to explain what like the payload is. Yeah, like he's like uh, Team A has to escort the payload to each you know uh, to point A and zigzag it completely through the map right that's still probably going to be malik's voice and like we're we're just going to have um the chat is just going to be filled with just like pepe hands and bible thumps like we know that people are just going to be sad and they'll be like malik uh but constant reminder of his ghost yeah, yeah he, he'll be the uh he'll be the eternal voice of uh the overwatch instructional video yeah do you think there's enough time to fully replace all that talent that they've lost? That is a very good question. And I, I'm honestly, I don't know. I think that I think there's time. I think like there's a lot of people who are waiting for their shot to, to and to take it. So if talent is dropping off, it means that there's new talent going to be filling in. And if anything, this is, this is just the unfortunate part about it. Um, that you know you can't really keep your players as happy as you'd like to um but i'm i'm this is just you know tinfoil hat time um i think that the overwatch league is working more on quantity of casters rather than quality of casters um this upcoming season only because you might have to split the broadcast team in two um considering that there's two homestands happening every week um so having half of your crew at one place and having half of the crew at the other place uh, makes it a lot easier for teams to just be like, okay, well, we have what we have maybe seven games uh, over the course of this weekend per place. Um, you just focus on one game and then get the next one. So mm-hmm. that's all you really got to focus on. Uh, I I'm still even then I'm still worried because if the, if it really is true across the board that it's, it's a a money offer thing, then all they're really doing is just looking for people who are willing to do the same work for less money, which it's a big problem across multiple industries. Now, like there's always like, there's always going to be someone who's willing to do your job for less money. And that just continues to devalue the work that you're doing. Um, so that's not a, like if they do hire a bunch of new talent um, and if they're trying to save money by kind of uh, giving less money to everybody, but spreading it across the different casters, that's just starting them out with a lower base pay and lower expectations. And that's just going to, if they want to do the same thing again, they're just going to keep undercutting eventually it's just going to keep turning over and you're going to be getting minimum wage for this job eventually 
Mm-hmm. It, it's really not the way how I want to see Overwatch League go. Uh, they should be investing in their talent, but it's just they're honestly, they're yeah, they're they're not even attempting. Um, so uh, it, we'll, we'll see. To people who want to have this job, you're not you're not worth it to Blizzard guys. I'm sorry. There's that, and also the fact that it these guys are saying that they it they're citing it towards like low pay. Um, it means that they probably can't even make a living off of the job that they want to do, and they they're saying that oh, if somebody else wants to take it, uh, go for it. But it's really not sustainable enough for them. Living is expensive. We need livable wages. Come on. Anyway, um, make it happen. Twenty twenty. Yep. So more Overwatch League news. Um, this is an this one interests me because it, it's like a another backwards step. It seems. Um, so despite all of our talk about uh, Overwatch League uh, contenders and uh, Tier Two and Tier Three being gutted and not being supported, um, Taimu, who was previously on the Dallas Fuel, stepped down from professional tier one overwatch league to play on uh contenders team envy um his tweet from january 8th says i could have stayed benched whole year and get higher salary but instead i wanted to pursue happiness that is professional play again streaming is not it nine to five ain't it whatever game or league i'm gonna be playing until i'm 40 years old boomer uh yeah um this is surprising for me like just you're going down to contenders i understand like he wants to play but is contenders the most viable place for you to be right now it it, here's how i see it envy is the original team that the dallas fuel was picked up from um and it's kind of still tied in with the fuel it's kind of like one of their uh academy teams that they always go to so if anything taimu was struggling when he was on the um dallas fuel with mental health issues um he stated that it was he was almost on the verge of burnout and then he eventually did burn himself out and then said i want to go to i want to go to streaming and he's not happy with that he he loves the competitive um atmosphere of overwatch league and you know the competition in general so even if he's taking it on paper, it looks like a step down. It might be really good for Taimu um, just because he's going to be in a happier state of mind. He's going to be playing a lot more than if he was still on the fuel. And um, if anything, this this would be really interesting to see if he um, finds kind of like a new spark. Let's say if let's say if Taimu starts popping off and he's like amazing again um, and people want him on a team, um, Taimu will now kind of have the the cards in in his hand and he can be like okay i i don't want a team where i'm going to be sitting on the bench bench the entire time i want to be on a team that will play me um that will let me have the opportunity to play um or if he does understand he's like you know what i am happy on this contenders team i want to i want to keep winning down here it doesn't matter if i 
make it back to the league. He just wants to have fun and do what he wants. Um, and that's really important. That's the most important thing about uh, these esports players is that they're having fun. Um, yeah. Mental health is something that is always overlooked. And I'm glad that um, Taimu is kind of like one of the people to gauge, um, mm-hmm. especially for for the league. So I'm glad Taimu is doing something that he wants to do and it's making him happy. Um, I hope to see him pop off in contenders. My confusion aside, like a lot of respect for him for knowing his limits and knowing what's best for him and, and being willing to take that step away. Um, a lot of people probably wouldn't be willing to, to do that. Um, good for taking the risk. Good for knowing what's good for him. I Hopefully this brings attention to contenders. Hopefully a little more viability there. Um, I, I just hope that contenders is something that stays around for a little bit longer and that they don't gut it even more. Yeah. If anything, here, here's what I see. Um, and this is just a, this is a big stretch, but, um, what if the overwatch league died and then we kind of go back to the old school way, how we would watch overwatch, which is the, the apex series and like just other tournaments here and there and you don't have you don't have the houston outlaws you don't have the san francisco shock you have uh you know team liquid you have alliance you have navi you have all of your basic esport like staples and they're all just playing overwatch still like just go back to the spirit of the original overwatch um instead of trying to normalize it as a league um it may obviously it will look bad for Overwatch League and um, competitive esports and kind of like the in main light society, but it will be really good and kind of you would consider it like a revitalization of the original Overwatch. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that's what I hope to see. Like, I don't want to see, I, I would hate to see the Overwatch League fail, but I would love to see like Overwatch kind of come back to that spirit of, um, you know, like the original like teams going head to head, uh, trades happening here and there. There's no like real regulation. It's just do what you need to do. Here's a big day for for a video game. Just have your finals there. Kind of structure it the same way how they have um, like contenders right now, but just you know, same thing. Just every level. Okay. So uh, next story. Uh, so. Overwatch misses out on IGN's top five most addictive online games list, which was published on January 9th. Um, so, Kevin, you have not seen this list, correct? That is correct. Okay. Um, what do you think the top five are? Let's let's play this game. Okay, so first of all, it's online game, so it's multiplayer. Um, yeah. So, okay. Oh, God. Um, I do have to say WoW Classic has got to be up on that list somewhere. Um, okay. I think WoW Classic, WoW Classic is probably number one. I would, I would think it's number one. Um, okay. number two, um, yeah, it, most addictive. Um, I, my mind is instantly going to like MMOs. I don't think that, okay, no, 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 hold up. League of Legends has got to be on that list too. 
So that's in terms of popularity, we're going for oh well, most addictive. Okay, yeah. uh, most addictive online games. Okay, honestly, my I, my mind goes to MMOs only because like you have the whole addiction of like cute characters, customization, uh, constant replayability. So, um, this is just the top five like period. Is it of like a certain period time period, or do I just have to like? I think I, it's just just top five that people are still currently playing okay so okay world of warcraft number one number two okay i'm tied okay i think final fantasy final fantasy 14 whatever the 14 15 final fantasy 15 15 15 is the one that's online um so final fantasy 15 i would say black desert online is probably on there um then League of Legends, and the most popular online game, Maple Story. <laughs> okay, they they no, no 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 wait 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 hold on no yeah no 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 that's correct yeah yeah Maple Story is up no 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 Fort no Fortnite Fort Fortnite how's Fortnite up there let's see Fortnite's popular you got a lot of kids downloading it's free to play uh Minecraft is not technically online is it. So well, it, it technically, but it 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 can be LAN or online. I don't know if it will count. So okay, uh, final decision. Wow, Wow Classic. It's got to be up there. Number one. Um, number two is uh, I'm saying Final Fantasy Online. Number three, Black Desert Online. Number four, League of Legends. Number five, I'll I'll put Fortnite. Okay. You got three of them. Hey. So number one, World of Warcraft. So Yay. you got that one, right? Number two, Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay. So one. I was there. Yeah. Number three, Dota two. Dota two? What my boys made it? Yeah, your boys wait, made wait, it. Wait, wait, hold wait, wait. The mo okay, the most addictive. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so. I can see how that's addictive. We have spin T D, we have tower defense, we have Oh, it's because we had the first auto chess. That's why we had auto chess. We <laughs> we invented auto chess. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> it's on your own game, dude. It's yeah, well, own... boys. Well, I was like, because uh, then after um, what is it? We technically had Dota Underlords, which was our like own version of auto chess, right? Um, mm-hmm. and then League of Legends came out with Team Fight Tactics. Um, so I was like, okay, you know what? Those two games, the the they're their own thing now, right? Like, people aren't going to be playing Auto Chess on the original client, but nah, the people are still playing Auto Chess. Um, yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. I love Auto Chess. Um, but I was like, main game Dota two, uh, uh-uh, nah, it, it's Auto Chess. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's the reason why people are there. So number four was League of Legends. You got that one, right? Okay, cool. And number five, which surprised me, was Hearthstone. Hearthstone? Okay. And number five, not addictive. Okay, I can see where that came from, too. Um, first of all, one of the, it is the most popular online card game. Um, right. But it like is... over, over Fortnite surprised me. Um, 
I think it could be barrier to entry. That's that might be the reason why Fortnite isn't quite up there. The reason for that is Hearthstone is also played on mobile. Like I know you could play Fortnite mobile, but it's not the same game. Uh, Hearthstone yeah. you could play mobile, and it is the same game. So mm-hmm. you you have that whole thing. It's appealing in that sense where players can kind of play on whenever they want. Um, shout out to Kumo who's probably playing hearthstone right now she's been uh grinding for a uh for a tournament that she's going to be playing in later so kudos um but yeah it i can definitely see hearthstone being up there um my my dirty past uh i started off my twitch career playing Yu-Gi-Oh. so i i understand the whole appeal of card games and why they're so fun um and hearthstone is just one of those games that i didn't quite get into um, but I do respect the whole online card game community for that. So I'm glad I got a couple of those, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, so this, this list is actually up to 10 now. Uh, okay. Not seen the rest of this list. Do you think Overwatch made it at all in that top 10? In a top 10? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I don't, so. I don't think, okay, wait, is this still most addictive? Most, still most addictive. Still most okay. addictive. Same list. It just, it goes up to 10. Although what's being most publicized is the top five on social media. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the snippet that they're all like thrown out there for the Instagrams and whatnot. Let's see. Uh, what else did I miss? Okay. So, Okay. Oh, top it's still top ten most addictive online games. We're yeah. not counting mobile games because like every gotcha game would be at the top here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if that was true, then Candy Crush would be on here. It's uh, I I got you. It's Azur Lane, um, Girls Frontline. Uh, what was the other waifu clicker? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um no fire fire emblem heroes um who who else uh who else has got what what there's there's a whole bunch of them but like azur lane would be up at the top uh but okay so most addicting online game uh i get okay i think overwatch could make a top 10 actually okay okay okay, okay. I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna say they're probably like top if they do make top 10 they're they're bottom they're either nine or ten they're they're not they're not super high okay that, so that's my final verdict this list okay. number six csgo okay seven rainbow six siege which you're also playing yay number eight is fortnite okay wait <laughs> number eight is fortnite number eight is fortnite so Rainbow Six Siege and CSGO are more addictive than, than according Fortnite. To, according to IGN. Huh. Okay. Uh, th- then again, um, we don't know ex- the exact criteria. Yeah. For that, 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 talking. This is a subjective list again. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Nine. I mean. Number okay. nine is Destiny 2. Okay, Destiny. I can respect that. That's a big console console game. Yeah, 
Um, lots of people are probably going to be doing like the PVE and PVP modes from that. Yeah. So, um, a big event game, lots of grinding. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then rounding out this list at number 10 is Overwatch. Hey. We, we made very, it. The job, but we, we, it's a list that we did make, and it's not on. Not on a porn site. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Episode twenty-one. We just couldn't help mentioning that. <laughs> it's Everybody's... legal now. It's an um, adult now. Yeah, we barely scraped by on our teeth in this list. Um, didn't make top five. Didn't make top five, but made top ten. Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of had that feeling. It's like if it's gonna be on this list, it's not gonna be near the top. Um, no, yeah, but yeah, it, it would scrape by. In general, right now, it's like it's still popular, but it's not at the top. Are there any changes to Overwatch that you think could make it top five? That could bring us to that at least that top half of the list. Um, I do think it has to do with um the way how we view the competitive mode right now. Competitive is just like harder quick play. That's just how I see it right now. Competitive doesn't have a lot of like unique factors that will make it literally what it's supposed to be, um, which yeah, is competitive. Time than SR. That's really it. Yeah, like pretty much. Yeah, competitive is just quick play with SR. Like you're just betting on your games a little bit uh, with mm-hmm. with a digital number. Um, but yeah, I would say the one thing I I do want to pick ban phase for Overwatch, but I think that has to be later later down the line. Um like right now, how many we're at 32 32, right? Sigma Sigma's the last hero. Sigma's still yeah. the last hero, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, geez, I can't even count. So yeah, if Sigma's still the last hero, that's 32 heroes. Um Rainbow Six has 56 operators so and they have a pick ban phase but it's only pick one ban one or it's pick no it's a ban two on on each side so you ban one attacker one defender um so i think if i think if overwatch's roster i'm gonna i don't want to like speed up the process but like i would say maybe forty, maybe maybe 46 we'll just say 45 if Overwatch's roster hits 45 characters, I would love to see a pick ban phase. That way you have the potential to ban certain heroes and like counterplay your opponent that way. Um, for example, let's just say if you want to respect ban Jonax uh, Zenyatta, you can you can do that. Um, but then you're leaving like Moira in the pool and you're leaving other heroes in the pool. Um yeah, it that's what we need. Something else that doesn't make competitive quick play plus. I think we need better events and just more more responsiveness from the devs and the and that community. Like I understand they've been working on Overwatch 2 for a while and they're still working on it, but to to go back to my old talking points, 4 years of Lucio Ball, which no one likes. Like I don't. I've met very few people who actually like Lucio Ball. Yeah, come yeah. on. We need we need Farah basketball. We we, we need, we need it. Basketball with Torbjorn as the ball, 
Yep. We need it, just a lot to, more like Junkenstein. I love, but it's super, it was super disappointing this year. Yeah. Um, put Junkenstein on a different map, please. Like we don't want to play. I can point two all, every time. Can so we, difficult. yeah. Can we, can we do uh can we do Junkertown instead? I mean, do Junkertown or, uh, you know what would be really cool? Uh, Hollywood. I think Hollywood would be really yeah. cool. You can play off the fact that, like, oh, well, the bosses are just people in costumes. Uh, uh, it, it would be it would be funny. Um, yeah. But also not Eichenwald. Um, yeah, there, there's a whole bunch of things that are in the Overwatch Workshop that I think that they can just, if they were just like, hey, can can we borrow this game mode? Uh, we'll We'll give you credit. Uh, we'll we'll point you to the right way, and they'll be like, "Yeah, they'll just take that and uh, make that an they event." Do it like they did with the um, what was that mode where like Hero like Gauntlet? Gauntlet? Yeah, Hero Gauntlet. They need to do a thing like they did with Hero Gauntlet, like where they'll they'll highlight um a workshop creation every so often, like maybe a, a weekly thing in the arcade where they'll find some really cool game mode someone's invented and highlight it or yeah we'll we'll wait for uh uno to hit the top of the page you know one of my favorites honestly hammond racing you go on numbani and just see who you who can get to the front of the map yeah. as quickly as they can i like playing the, the cod zombies or infection modes too those are a lot of fun for me mm-hmm. um but just any just something to make it to, to make it something that you want to come back each week like if next year comes around and it's still lucia ball again i'm not playing it i refuse to play lucia ball anymore like no matter how much i want the skins if like if the only way to get those skins was play lucia ball i wouldn't touch it because it's just so boring at this point um i also missed um for for overwatch sometimes the cross integration um like you remember how we used to have like the when heroes of the storm was still around um you would have to play a couple of games yeah. in order to get the police officer diva um or yeah. the onigenji it's the it's the only reason why why people did it in the first place but honestly like cross integration like be like open hearthstone or something like that just play hearthstone right. watch watch hearthstone or like you know starcraft 2 is like kind of free uh you can do that um i i wouldn't mind having that kind of integration into the game um and then once again like we just okay first off uh add a path to pro button and then also add workshop uh workshop game of the week like just boom just those two just just those two that's all you got to do self would be a huge improvement mm -hmm. like like, it's not even to gameplay it's just to quality of life of the the esports community like also like you're not even doing the work at that point like other people are doing the work you're just kind of saying hey look here exactly like i mean it might mess up with uh user interface ux uh ux and ui but you know you got you got people for that i got we got students for that i can find somebody who can do that for you so ships that you could offer exactly uh we're we're not too far from uh, from Irvine, so just yeah. let us know. So okay, so th- this story, this is another one of those things where the community is buzzing about rumors, and we're just bringing them to your attention. 
Um, so uh, I saw on the Overwatch people Facebook page someone found a screenshot of a tweet from the that looks like a tweet from the Vancouver Titans. Don't know if it's really true. Could be another faked Photoshop thing, but assuming this is all real, uh, the Vancouver Titans tweeted out that Overwatch 2 is coming out this year. What is everyone most excited for? Um, although, according to the post, it was later taken down just to say uh, Overwatch 2 is coming soon. Although, when I looked at the Vancouver Titans page, like there was no tweet at all. So, grain of salt. It could not be real. It could have been just taken down completely. Um, but, assuming that this was real and they leaked information that they should not have do you think 2020 is the, is overwatch two year do you actually think that they'll be ready in time or is it gonna feel rushed out uh in my opinion i think it is gonna be they're gonna do what they do blizzard is gonna do exactly what they do if we if they say oh it's coming out 2020 they're gonna postpone it until it is perfect yeah and that is what they do. It is not ready until it is ready. And like originally Overwatch was supposed to come out like probably a couple of years before it eventually did. So we're going to have the same thing happen for Overwatch 2. Like, yeah, we were shown gameplay um, and, the you know, the new in-game HUD and everything. But I do think that it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, that could have just—they could have just been polishing those bells and whistles just for um, BlizzCon, and then nothing else is ready at all. Uh, it's kind of like the Steve Jobs method of presenting, how he would kind of present a facade, and nothing actually worked. You just have to think that it does, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I honestly don't think it's coming in 2020. Um, I would prefer it honestly not to come in 2020. Um, I would like to see it later down the line, maybe 22, um, you know, cause that's got three twos in it. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'd be a really cool time for overwatch too. You could also ride out the hype of overwatch until it officially like kind of, you know, it's on the back foot and then just be like, Oh yeah, wait, we, we, we forgot over overwatch. Here you go. And then they just slap it on the table and they're like, here you go. It's, it's time. It's overwatch two time. And you're like, Oh, okay. I guess I'm playing this again. Um, so yeah, that's exactly what one more than 2022. I, I don't know if the, uh, the community can survive till 2022 considering how uh, Jeff said that they're really not going to be focusing on any updates for like events or anything for overwatch until overwatch two is ready and out there and done. Um, I co I could be wrong that about that. I, but I, I just knowing the game as it is now and like seeing a lot of the criticism and how many people are, are leaving the game or just kind of bored with it. I think 2021 is po probably the, the limit on the public's attention span for Overwatch. I think if you if you push it to 2022, um, a lot of people are going to forget. Or it's going to come out and people are not going to really care all that much just because they've, they've gotten bored with the Overwatch brand already. And even yeah. then, would, would Overwatch League even survive 
to Overwatch 2. And if it didn't, no, no. <laughs> and I don't think it will survive until, uh, yeah, 2022. So yeah, I, I do agree that 2021 is more, more likely. Um, but yeah, we, we don't know what Blizzard's schedule is. They, they can easily, what if they just fling it on us tomorrow? They're just like, oh wait, full update. We are, uh, we're dropping Overwatch 2 right now. You, you know what would be the greatest though? They, they, they do an update just for April Fool's Day, and they're like, "Cannot open, must purchase Overwatch 2. And then you open, you try to look for Overwatch Two, and it's like just the original Overwatch page. <laughs> <laughs> or like one day again, like the uh, April Fool's, just one day, and then you don't get it till like next year. It's like it's the full game, like it's all ready and it's all like polished and shiny, but they just. Just just being a tease, a dirty little tease, and just you get one day of Overwatch two, and then you got to wait a year. Yeah, it's like the whole um when Rick and Morty released their first episode on April on April first, and everybody thought it was a joke. Yep, but it wasn't. Um, that's one of those things. Yeah, just give us all of Overwatch two on April first, and then just take it away from us on April second. I would actually be okay with that. I would not even be mad. I would respect the game, respect the joke of Daddy Jeff. All right, anything else? Mm, nope, I think that is it for for Overwatch. Are you planning on eventually? When do when do people get back from? You said in February. Any chance to like touch it until then, or is it just gonna sit fallow, gathering cobwebs until people come back from uh, winter break? So here's here's the thing. I'm a part of a lot of uh, smaller groups that want to do pickup games a lot more just because um, college teams are back in session. Like, you know, regular colleges are back in session. Yeah. Um, and for example, like uh, UC uh, or USF, the University of San Francisco um, is always asking to scrim and just have like fun pickup games. So um if I feel like it, maybe I'll join a couple of their games. Um, same thing goes down for um, for UCSF. Um, sometimes they they just want to play a couple games, but um, yeah, if if I get invited to a pickup game and they need a fill, I'll definitely I'll give it a shot again. But uh, if any of my little tendencies come out from uh, from the other FPS game that I've been playing, Rainbow Six. Uh, if you see me hesitantly peeking around a corner, that's just that's just the siege half. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, thanks for tuning in this week, and uh, we'll, we'll see y'all next week for some more postseason. I guess what is this like postseason, mid like off season? What do we call it? Off season, yeah. Preseason. Preseason. Oh yeah, we're gonna have we to are. transition preseason now because it's coming up yeah we are only three weeks away from the beginning of overwatch league um we we had this whole discussion about homestands i believe last podcast um where we talked about our ideas for their homestands and our stances on it so uh, if you guys want to listen back to that you can um but yeah the first homestand i believe is going to be in dallas um, so look forward to that. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, we will see you next week. See ya.
Next week, we see if the Houston Outlaws ever found a home, as well as get ready for the 2020 season. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Like what you hear? Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. comments or questions, feel free to send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. Interested in advertising with the show? Please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for tuning in and see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.